only cure I know for the Monday blues is Varsity Blues. It's funny with with the community. <laughs> I, I can. I'm going to start over. Yeah. Tonight. I'm going to. Now that we're talking about that, I'm going to start over watching. In, that in my opinion, and and I'm pretty sure you showed me this show a long time a long ago. Time. I think I watched a few. You suggested episodes. it to me, and then I took it over, and and now like me and the You're wife, like it's, the expert. Yeah. It, we watch it like we watch The Office, basically. So we'll watch The Office. You know, over the and only over reason and over I started again. watching it was for Joel McHale well, because he was so good on the soup. Well, see, and I'd seen him on the suit, but like never really paid enough attention to it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it is my kind of humor, but having him on that show, and then having you know actors like Chevy Chase and uh, you know uh, Allison Brie and and uh, Childish Gambino or Donald Donald Glover, however you want to say it. You know, I mean, having having these these characters on the show, they just like worked well together. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Chevy Chase, you know, he had already had uh, a bit of a reputation before the show, and then I think that the show... It just made it worse. Kind of continued. Yeah. <laughs> now, the show didn't make it worse. He made it worse for himself because he's got that reputation, but... Right, right, right. I don't know. You know, he's comfortable with who he is, so whatever. But Yeah, I mean, he's successful, I mean, but that doesn't, you know, still make him a good person. I mean, he could... You know, as we can tell with Hollywood, and we know with Hollywood, you know, those those actors, some of them are some scumbags. You know what I mean? But, I mean, again, if you think about it, you know, in our populace alone, you know, there's a ton of scumbags, you know? So, why wouldn't there be a bunch of them in Hollywood, you know? I mean, they're normal people, and even though some people treat them like, you know, ce- you know celebrities. What's that one, what's that one uh, meme with the guy with the straight brim hat, scumbag Steve, or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. Well, I mean, it's a common one. You probably yeah. just wouldn't know that it was named scumbag Steve. <laughs> ah, I gotcha. Just, or, I think it's Steve or something, but it's just like one of these guys that are dirtbag. What I wanted to say was that I wanted to do this, this segment here. Um, we made a huge faux pas misstep in our, our last episode. Okay. Um, 
And uh, so this is called this the segment. Uh, I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm calling it with apologies to Alice and Janie. Okay. Um, and you know, I think that we should start doing this with any time that we we have any kind of um, you know something that wasn't as accurate as we want to be or accurate at all. Yeah. Um, or if if you know we're we're not really sure, uh, we don't give someone like Alice and Janie the respect that she deserves, right? In passing sure. or whatever, if we catch ourselves. So it's something I want to do. Um, last week we talked about Alice and Janie, and we we were like, wasn't didn't she win like some kind of an award, Emmy, yeah, uh, Oscar, something like that? She's won multiple awards, and I like to read those off because I I, I think that okay. she deserves to have those reads off. So, um, she's she's received numerous uh, nominations, has won multiple awards, including an Academy Award, a BAFTA Award, a Golden Globe Award, six Critic Choice Awards, seven Screen Actor Guild Awards, seven Primetime Emmy Awards, two Drama Desk Awards, and two nominations of the Tony Award. Yeah, so literally the most awarded person in the whole entire film. <laughs> you know, probably more than the director. I, I'd, I'd have to. Exactly. So I think that was a huge misstep for us because we said, "Yeah, well, didn't she win an award?" Obviously, we should have been a lot more on top of that. Than well, we what sh- I we what I been. did say it was that uh, Heath Ledger and her were the only ones to to win an Academy Award, and I, then then I started questioning myself if I was writing saying that. But I, I was like, I know I read that somewhere that she, you know, I looked that up that that those two were the are actually Academy Award winners in this film. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if you're like me, but I don't really follow a lot of the award nominations I, and all that. Who like, cares? I don't you know? think the, I can't remember the last I time. I mean, for I me as a, as a viewer who cares, you know, yeah. I'm sure for them it's great. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time I watched like an, an Oscars show or whatever, mm-hmm. just because, um, you know, I keep up with it every once in a while. Like I know, you know, Parasite won an Academy Award, different things like mm-hmm. that, you know, on the news or whatever. But I haven't like watched the show completely. I'm not versed in actors or actresses uh, history with awards, whether it's Emmys, Oscars, Tonys, uh, you know, BAFTAs, all these kind of things. I, 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 I will admit right now that I have I have zero qualifications to be talking about that. I like to think that I've seen a lot of movies and have a lot of knowledge when it comes to that. But as far as the actors and the awards, um, I I don't have much much info on that. But I thought that it was worth setting aside a little, you know, few minutes over here just to say, look, this is where we messed up. Obviously, she's an amazing actress. She deserves us. Come back in there and say that. So... Anytime that we uh, make any kind of uh, not not necessarily mistakes, but maybe not giving somebody or or something, you know, whether it's a topic or a person or something, the recognition they deserve, feel free to please let us know. We're going to try to monitor ourselves as well, but let us know, um, and then we can add that to our um, with apologies to Alice and Janie segment. Um, and that's what yeah. I wanted to get the little jingle. Uh, <clears throat> gotcha, well, gotcha. What I wanted to create a little jingle for it is is you know to to kick off that segment or whatever but anyways um today though we're talking about we are talking about varsity blues that's right this is (laughs) 
You see, now when when I talked about this before, I used to laugh at how many times they played My Hero by uh, Foo Fighters in this movie, and they did play it three times. But it was played a lot more in Not Another Teen Movie, and that's what I was thinking of when I was like, you know, it just played. Oh, I think they played it like seven or eight times in that movie. But I've got it. Was it that movie that did the spoof of Varsity Blues? Oh yeah, not not another team movie. Yeah, Yeah. because it had Chris Evans in the in the whipped cream or right, right. Yeah, uh, I do remember him in the whipped cream. But here's the thing. Let me let me put something out here. This is one of those very rare movies that almost the song is is just as good as the movie or even better. Like the main song, you know, in the movie is almost greater than the movie. Yes. A very, very, you know, and I won't say that a lot, but there are definitely songs out there that define a movie or really kind of get you amped up for the movie or or really kind of get you in your feels, you know, for that movie because it, it, it just makes you feel a certain way. You know what I mean? It, it works on your emotions. What was another one that we did where the song was like that? Well, I mean, I, I could say my favorite movie was Say Anything, you know. Uh, oh, but one that we've done. That we've done, um, man. There was something recently. I'm just I cannot put my finger on it. Yeah, where we were like the song is. Um, there was I'll remember you by Madonna. For yeah, with honors. For, with honors. That's right. <clears throat> um, that might have been it because you know that that song was so huge with that movie and it really built yeah. it up. Um, <clears throat> I can't I can't think of anything else that we did. Uh, it, it's just, it's just really hard to, to not talk about this movie, but also to not oh, talk about the song, the uh, the Lost Boys. I think that's what I was thinking. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Everything, but but I mean, again, Lost Boys, uh, Madonna with, with you know with honors. Um, you know there, there are a lot of these movies out there that are like that. You know, and but this one is just it's probably the number one for me, you know, as far as where you know the song is like almost as equal as the movie or just kind of really but not your you favorite 90s team movie, right? Cuz you oh, already no, said no, that no. that was She's All That. No, no, no. I mean, if we're looking at categories of teen movies, right? She's All That is definitely my 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 favorite one of these in this category. Right. Varsity Blues falls in my top 10 favorite movies now i guarantee you oh I, i'm so probably part of your favorite movies huh? yeah yeah like one i'm sure i'm probably one percent of people that think this way that 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 could even be in one of their favorite movies but it's just one of those movies that just made you feel good and just made you get into it and and really made you uh you know really love the movie you know get, yeah. get enveloped in, in in the movie you know and this this movie is definitely my top 10 and 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 it's not for a lot of the reasons why you might think it is. You know, it's it, like a uh, whipped cream bikini or something like <laughs> well, that. Well, not even so much that. I mean, you know, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying with that. But I'm, I'm talking about the like the actors in the movie. You know, you're not like, oh man, these actors just blow it, blew it away. But I, I think okay. the most important thing with this movie is the story it tells about football in a small town. I don't even think like you could have probably got a whole heck of a lot of different actors, except for uh, um, um, I'm, and I'm not going to say Vanderbeek because you know I was just about to talk about him. But. He yeah, but like John Voight, like probably is the only character you, but John Voight and Billy Bob are probably the only two characters that you could not interchange with anybody right. else in this yeah. entire movie. Yeah, uh, John Voight. 
and I want to get into talking about him, but um, he's irreplaceable well, he, in this Ethan, movie. Ethan Suppley could could have probably covered you know Ron Lester as a Billy Bob at, at his at, at that yeah, time. Was, he was, what was he, was he doing boy. back then? I guess yeah, he'd already done Mallrats at that point. Well, remember, he remember did remember the Titans, the Titans and, and he that. played a yeah. football player in there, and That's he did probably, a really good job. Yeah, I I think that um, obviously uh, the director uh, did um, Good Burger. So the director did Good Burger with Keenan and Kel. Holy cow. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ron Lester was in that. He played, I think he played like a fry cook or something like that. But he was in oh, that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. And so the director directed him in that. And so whenever he was doing this movie, he said there was no second choice. Like this character was Ron Lester. Because that's how he is in real yeah. life. He's just yeah, yeah. A very, you know, a softy. Yeah. Um, and all that kind of stuff, but uh, the, that's the reason that he got. Thank you. That's the reason that he got. Um, uh, that, that he kind of got picked for this role. But had he not, then yeah, someone like in Ethan Supley. Yeah. But I don't know even know if Ethan Supley would want to do it because, you know, he'd already done the fat football player. Yeah. So would he want to do another fat football player? And his personality and get, wouldn't. I don't think it would track. Uh, going from you know like his type of personality and like my name is Earl yeah because he's to, not like a softy like the Ron Lester guy is like from you see him in Mall Rats or yeah. the Butterfly Effect or yeah. different things like that he's, oh god in Butterfly he's, Effect he's very sinister that was insane yeah. like the tatted and the and, and the, he's and all the piercings. and all this oh, kind man. of stuff and he the way he broke that pool uh, pool cue he yeah. was very intimidating and everything right? well I mean you see him now I, I mean the dude is jacked this is what we talked about with um, I think we talked about it when Ryan was here yeah on the 300 episode yeah uh, but I know I've talked to Ryan about it on uh, on the on the Hunt podcast but <clears throat> man he uh, that dude got jacked if you, if you jacked. guys if you guys remember Ethan Supley from uh, from Remember the Titans or Mall Rats or My Name, My is, Name Earl. is Earl as um, Randy um, look him up now Ethan Supley and um, that dude he has made a change to his life he's gotten jacked he's in you know he's doing weightlifting and stuff yeah Man, he looks different. He's made a made a huge change. And and and, and you know, with this with this type of movie, I mean, I could see why you know he ended up getting Ron Lester for this, just because you know. Here's the thing: Ron Lester is, uh, um, he was a uh, he was born in Texas, I believe, because I know I know he uh, he passed away here in Dallas in in the in Dallas area. And right and and continuing on with our our, our sorry I don't mean that, I don't mean to get ahead no you're fine continuing on with what we were talking about you know we, we lost uh, another one of these these uh, young adult actors playing in teen movies and uh, Ron Lester the one I was talking about last week we were gonna do clueless this week yeah we might still do it next week yeah obviously that movie uh, had Brittany Murphy who we lost since right. then that's that's one I was talking about last week but we decided to do varsity blues this week Um. And, uh, and uh, like we talked about, in 2016, I believe, um, he passed away from um, from liver and kidney, kidney failure. He was having heart issues anyways. Um, do you think, I mean, that was probably had to do with, you know, you kind of almost seem like his character in the movie was probably how he was living his life at that moment. Yeah, because, I mean, when he was doing this, I mean, I think he was pretty close to, let's see, how old would he have been? Uh, he was 28 he was, he during was about the movie. to be 30 yeah he yeah. was 28 in the movie so I mean when he was 30 years old he at his peak he was 508 pounds so chances Jeez. are he had already done damage to his liver pretty bad um, 
That's probably Maybe a lot of alcohol his, and beer yeah, and things and like that. His heart was probably having some issues and everything, of course, which, you know, your kidneys, uh, your kidneys affect your heart and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, we don't have to go into the details. He, 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 he passed away from different complications. I don't think, I, I don't, I don't know if it was from obese, but it was just like some, some, you know, you know, organ, uh, issues and all that kind of stuff. But either way, um, you know, he did in 2000, right after this movie, he got gastric bypass and he lost 300 pounds. Wow. Um, and he, he, he was like, you know, my, my, the, the downfall of it is he lost the niche of being the funny fat guy. Yeah. But he said he would be willing to give that up and, you know, uh, essentially a career in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. To make his life better, to be healthier, to live healthier, and right. everything like that. Kind of one of those decisions that probably wasn't made early enough type situation. No, you know? and honestly, you know, it's a decision made for him. You know, it, it's what's Absolutely. worked best for him, and you know, maybe it doesn't work best for anybody, but uh, or, or I, I should say everybody. But um, yeah, like we said, we're talking about Varsity Blues today. It came out in 1999. It was directed by Brian Robbins. Uh, it was written by W. Peter uh, Illiff. That's the best way I can uh, find to describe it. I looked it up to, Swedish. to describe it. I can't figure it out. This has James Vanderbeek, probably one of the, the one things of this movie that I didn't like, um, uh, as Mox, the uh, the lead. Uh, John Voight as Coach Kilmer. Paul Walker as Lance Harbour. Ron Lester as Billy Bob. Scott Can as Tweeter. Also uh, stars Richard Lineback, uh, Tiffany C. Love, Amy Smart, Aleel, uh Swinton, Thomas F. Duffy, and um, this guy, Joe Pitchler. I think that's how you say his name. If it's not, it's maybe Pickler, but P-I-C-H-L-E-R. He played Kyle Moxon. Have you heard? You know, the brother. Yeah, the, the, the real religious yeah. brother guy. Now, did you hear what happened with this guy? Didn't he start his own cult or something? No, that was Andrew Keegan from last, that's last, right, that's see, right, last that's week right. or whatever. This guy, when he was 18, left a note on his car saying something. It essentially kind of that he would never be back or something like that. And it's not been seen since. Are you serious? He doesn't have a death date on his IMDb or his, his things or whatever. He's just been missing. That's eerie. Since he turned 18. He left a note that, like... He was going to go die. I, I can't remember what, what the note said, but it was like basically a note he left on his car, and nobody's ever seen him since. That's eerie. Yeah. So, I mean, most likely he's probably he's probably died, or maybe he killed himself or something like that. But, I mean, he just hasn't been seen. Nobody's seen him. And it's been however many years. Chances are nobody's going to see him again. Yeah. So, something probably happened he's to him. He's hanging out with Jimmy Hoffa and Tupac in Puerto Rico. Something like that, man. Um Bob Marley, yeah. all those people, you yeah. know. But I don't know. Um, that, that was just one of those those crazy crazy facts about this movie that um, now is I this guy we should bring up because yeah he did start his own cult in the movie yeah 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 and so I don't know maybe he, like did. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he did yeah maybe he did I don't know maybe he joined uh, the the drug cartel or something in Mexico and he's working as a hitman <laughs> the or drug something. cartel yeah so yeah I'll, uh, okay give me your opinion about James Vanderbeek well let, let me let me ask you a question on this because I, I, I forgot that was his name uh, Scott Can is gotta, he James Can's son yes. Okay, because and like, has always been James Cannon. I, I know, but when you said uh, Scott uh, Kane, yeah. I, I automatically thought of James Cannon. I'm like, holy crap, they look exactly. Yeah. Uh, they've got to be related. Yeah. I mean, that dude. I think they've even been Scott in a movie Kane, together. Yeah, he comes from um, 
some some royalty. You know what I mean? James Can is an amazing actor. Like uh, Las Vegas, I love that show. And they're two completely different actors. They really are. Because James Can, you know, you look at Misery, something like that. Like he's very. Very quiet, very mature, uh, soft-spoken. He he has an air of like like um, uh, how do you want to say it? Um, menace about him if yeah. he wanted to be. Yeah. But mainly he kind of plays these calm, um, soft-spoken, doesn't have to say much to be intimidating type of guys. Yeah. Whereas Scott, his son, is usually in his roles these wild. Just fast talking, jackass. His character, type of guy. his character in this right. movie is who he because is. Because I mean, it was the same thing in the Oceans well, movie, and yeah. uh, you know, a bunch of others and everything. Well, like I that, just think of, when I think of James Can, besides besides Las Vegas, because I love that show. You know, Josh Jamal and, and and all them. You know, and uh, um, but seeing him in That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and what, uh, what show are you talking he, about? The movie or the show? No, the Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. I've never seen Las Vegas. Are you serious? Oh, that had the one. That had the one girl, Marisol Nichols or something like that. She played the daughter in Vegas Vacation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. But but I remember him from That's My Boy, where he plays the uh, the Catholic preacher. I've only seen like half. Oh my goodness, my boy. And and I mean, basically, I saw the parts when he was younger. <laughs> yeah, but he he played a lot of these type of roles, like these tough guy type roles. I mean, Misery was a little bit different, but you know, he's he plays a lot of tough guy roles and he does it so well. Like like it's just it's Elf. really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just he's like an another one of those soft spoken type of yeah 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 chilled roles for him. So so let's get back to James Vanderbeek in this movie. Um, I I don't get it. They were even you know the they were even. Um, Excuse me, Ron Lester was even uh, kind of clowning on his accent. Ron Lester seems to have clowned on a lot of the people in Varsity Blues. Yeah, he, which, he's had some stories and everything like that, and you can look him up if you want to. But it almost seems like he was kind of like the screech of this cast, where the Dustin Diamond of this cast, yeah. where he he would talk shit about you know about certain people's performances, right? Like the whole. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. hugely famous line that everybody quoted back in the day. And, and he's talking to his dad. And, yeah, and, and Ron yeah. Lester was talking about how that was kind of a cringe moment because he's like, I don't know, the delivery, the accent, yeah. it was just off. And everything. Well, he was. So, you know, he, he used to talk he, about He was commenting on, on James Vanderbeek's accent, which he had every right to do so. It was horrible. Well, I think Ron Lester has that accent naturally, so maybe he doesn't know how hard it is to put on. Yeah, but I you mean, you know that southern I mean, accent. I mean, even Amy Smart was kind of bad too, you know. Um, but maybe maybe you didn't notice as much because she had less speaking lines or whatever. That's true, but but even Amy Smart's and Allie Larder, and we're looking at a brunette Amy Smart. My, my Allie movie. Larder actually did a pretty good job of being. This was the, her first this, movie this, too. Yeah, and she did uh, with her accent and the Southern Belle thing. You know, she actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, of it. but Vanderbeek, I don't know. I mean. The the it was it basically it kind of came down to him and Chris Klein you know from American yeah, Pie I heard that um, the guy, football guy who went Glee Club and American Pie yeah so it was originally <laughs> down between him and and Mox but or in uh, James Vanderbeek for Mox but I guess the director this is up this is according to Ron Lester too uh-huh. uh, who obviously plays Billy Bob in this movie but he said that you know the director asked him who because he was like one of the first cast if not the yeah. first cast. 
you know, who do you think should play Mox? And he goes, no, you need to get Vanderbeek because Chris Klein was taller because Chris Klein, yeah. Klein is tall. Yeah. And Ron Lester's tall, but yeah. he doesn't like anybody being as tall or taller than him. And he's like, man, oh. I, don't, I don't like having to look up to this guy. And he, he likes being like, the big guy in the room at yeah, all times. Yeah, so, you know, cast Vanderbeek so I can I can be the well, big John guy. Well, John Voight's pretty tall, too, like though. Yeah, but, I mean, as the kids and okay, everything. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, obviously, John Lester, Ron Lester's not going to be like, yeah, get <laughs> Voight off the movie. Get Voight off the movie. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have that kind now, of Now, he, he did it. I think him and uh, Casey Affleck did a really good job in, in – in, uh, Oceans 11 and 12 and 13 and all that. Who did? Uh, You're talking K- about Scott Cannon? Yeah, Scott Cannon. And, and, Casey Affleck. Yeah, you really brothers. believe that they were brothers. I felt like they were brothers in that movie. <laughs> the way they you used know? to annoy each other. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, but you know, with, with Vanderbeek, I felt like he was just trying too hard to act in this movie. And, you know... Or besides, trying too hard to separate himself from the the character, not, not really separate himself from Dawson, but to yeah. to just give an edge because he wasn't ready to go full adult, like way away from Dawson's right. Creek. Because I think he might have still been on Dawson's Creek when they were filming this. I can't 99. remember. But I don't think so. I think it was over by then. Maybe it was over. But it, it's one of these things where he, he was ready for a little bit of edge to his, his public persona. And so yeah. this allowed him to cause deal with girls and uh, whipped cream bikinis. But it still filled, felt a little nerd. Not not as like hardcore as he went. Right, and right, everything. right. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things like um, he got a little edge to him, but it was a little much. I, I think, I think, and and I'm going to be totally on it, uh, you know, honest with the audience here. Uh, you know, me and my brother were not big fans of Dawson's Creek. In fact, we haven't, I think I've watched one episode. He's maybe watched one episode. I don't, it's I just think I've extremely only seen, hard to get into. I've only seen one. I, I think I tried watching it, turned it off almost instantly. Well, all and the I've actors seen, in the show act um, in real life and in any other movie, all four of those main actors seem to act depressed in every single one of their movies. They're just downward <laughs> depressed people and I, I'm sure that that's not how they are in real life, you know, mind you. But, but all you know, Michelle Joshua Williams, Jackson, he's Joshua usually Jackson. pretty like kind of playful, but he, like in if, Urban Legends or yeah. Or but he kind of like played that. that character in Dawson's Creek too, from from stuff I actually saw on it. That he kind of played that jokester, you know, a little bit of a clown. So it was almost like he was mm-hmm. the only one that really kind of, you know, really. All I know about that show is that him and Katie Holmes lived next to each other. She used to come through his window all the time. Uh, she was in love with him all. The, she was always in love with him, but he was in love with Michelle Williams, that chick. Yeah, and didn't she die or something? I don't spoiler know. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> she, Not really I a think spoiler she, if we she, don't know anything about somebody it. Somebody died, and or, yeah. so, or was going to die, or something like that. But I like, think they drowned in the creek. Yeah, and people were so glad that Katie Holmes get eventually got with. Forget it. Uh, she, they were so glad that she got with Pacey because and Pacey. Dawson was. Such, what is a, what is what is a Pacey? I don't know. I don't know, man. I know the names. I know Dawson and Pacey. That's it. I don't know the other names. I, I, I mean, granted, you know, like Joshua Jackson. He's got a weird voice. Who? who uh, Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. So he's like, got a weird name. He's got a weird everything. I know, but like when he's trying to talk, first of all, when he's trying to talk in a southern accent, <sighs> usually there's a bit more, I don't know, deepness to it. I mean, obviously you could tell he didn't have this accent that he no, was putting it no. on and stuff. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. I mean, just just rolling, rolling too much. I mean, he's just rolling everything, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, some some accents are like that, but I don't know. It just sound. He's he's got a very unique voice, 
you know, it'd be good for like voice voice acting and yeah. everything like that. But um, as like a leading man type, I don't know. And maybe that's why he didn't get you know continue his popularity too much yeah. after this. You know, uh, wasn't he in that um, uh, Jane Silent Bob? No, he was in the the B in Apartment Twenty Three. I have no clue what you're talking about. It had uh, the chick from Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, Ritter. Something like Don't something Talk Ritter. to the Bee in Just, Apartment yeah. 23 or something like that. That's weird. Have you, you you haven't heard of this one? No, no. And, and I kind of feel like it was he like went, five years ago. I think he kind of he kind of went down the same route as Macaulay Culkin in a way. You know what I mean? Like he was really super famous for one thing in particular, and then after that, it wasn't really much to it to him before as a child actor. You know. Yeah, Christian Ritter. Don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three. That's that's what it was, and okay. uh, it was it was like a good five years ago, maybe even more. Uh, but it was only like two seasons, but it was like hugely popular right when it came out yeah. because it had Vanderbeek being like completely anti Dawson and all this kind of stuff. He was like a you know a jackass or whatever. But um, I, it's one of those shows that I always wanted to watch. And heard that it was good and everything, but I guess it didn't get much play because it was only out yeah. for a couple seasons or whatever. But uh, Dawson's Creek is... I have many shows that I'd like to go back and watch that I've never yeah. seen from a long time ago. Dawson's Creek is never going to be one of those. Well, hopefully Buffy is because I've been trying to get you to watch Buffy for years. And this is coming from two guys that like One Tree Hill. And it's hard to top the melodrama in that, or that OC. show and how dramatic we love the OC I think we like the OC a lot more than One Tree Hill but we do find some enjoyment in One Tree Hill well like the first four seasons of One Tree Hill after, after that the just, first two really I, I, I got I into the four really the first two yeah see, because then it started to become about what's her name um well, you know, uh, what's his name left? Sophia Bush's character mainly. It was it was or it the, was the her. Haley James or whatever. It was more yeah. about her and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, that, but that's that's you know that's that's two guys that, that watch One Tree Hill and the, the melodrama soaked nonsense that's in that show. We can't. We can't, we just, and I've watched Gilmore Girls. I, I, find I haven't. It, I haven't actually watched. See, I found it. I've watched Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls. I you do know, like I've, Jared Padalecki, though. I mean, he's a good actor. He is, know. and he's he's in that one, and so is uh, Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes. Oh yeah, he's in Gilmore Girls as well. But you know, it's 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 one of those things where like I can get into those, but for some reason Dawson's Creek, I just like oh, I roll my eyes every time I try to watch it. Yeah. You know, I just can't get into it. But it's it's I think it's too much because I mean again, it just seems it's it's the full definition of child or teenage angst. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, from what I hear at least. But, you know, when when you talk about chi- uh, children or teenage angst, that's you know, it's Dawson's Creek, I guess, you know, in, yeah. in my opinion. But I uh, you know, with Vanderbeek from from what I'm hearing, a lot of the way he acted in Dawson's Creek was kind of like the way he acted in Varsity Blues. That it was almost kind of like the same character except for with an accent. And you know, he was. Uh, I think uh, he was a bookworm in Dawson's Creek, and then he and then he. Oh, you're not talking a, about the actor. You mean the character of yes. uh, Mox is the same as Dawson, yes. but just with an accent, Correct. a little bit more. Correct. Edge. And and and, huh. and and in my opinion. You know, uh, Mock's character is a scumbag. He's scummy. Yeah. 
He's a scum. He's a scumbag. He character. waited way too long to tell Allie Lauder no. I, and not only that, he should have been over there. He should have not exactly, been over that's there. That's what I'm saying. He waited way too long to stop that situation. And, but and, and and okay, yeah. Let me let's let's make some whipped cream sundays. Who does that? Let's who 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 suggests that? Uh, not meaning anything else. You know. Well, I mean, after that, we know what she means. And what by is whipped a whipped cream, cream sunday anyways? It's a sunday with whipped cream. I mean, your banana split's got whipped cream on it, but you yeah, don't call it a whipped, whipped cream, cream without the ice cream and all the stuff. Okay. So, so basically putting it on your body. <laughs> and not only that, it wasn't even whipped cream. It was uh, shaving cream because shaving cream is the only thing that really held uh, Allie Lauder, which which happened to be her first role. And she, you know, I, how do you think that, that, that talk with the director and the writers went to her, you know, in her very first role and said... Hey, we want you to basically wear a uh, nothing but, you know, whipped cream bikini. I don't know. It might have been one of those things where she's like, you know what? I look great right now. I might as well just get this forever captured on screen. But I mean, it's one of lot, those. I think that's like one of the, like what it's an iconic Crawford scene. said back in the day, you yeah. know, like. You know, I I might never look as good as I do now. Yeah. You know, blah, blah. Not that you have to do that or whatever, but but is it, it? It's really, it's really, it's it's such an iconic scene. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's not a rated R scene in a way, but it's very iconic. I mean, to to the fact where if most most times that people have seen varsity blues especially guys you know and 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 saying stuff like hey what have you seen this movie oh yeah the first thing that pops in their head is gonna be pretty much you know that that scene popping in your head and saying oh the whipped cream you know you, and you, you like to eat your dessert first don't you uh, you're getting to the kind of in the middle you're getting like to the, it in the you're getting to the dessert right now no we but, haven't even had our appetizer okay yet. okay so like getting back to vander vanderbeek right he uh He's his character's a scumbag. You know, it starts off with, with you know this monologue he does at the beginning of the movie, right? And it's so cheesy. Oh man, it's cheesy. It's cheesy. It's cheesy. And then I think it's just cheesy because the way he delivers it. And and you know he's talking about basically, pretty much the main characterization of the movie. You know, meaning that, you know, it's it's about football in a small town in Texas, mind you. You know, but a football football in a small town in Texas and what impact that is to a town, you know, of something like a sport could be such an impact for a town and such a, uh, you know, it's, it's a release for a town. Like I, I lived in a small town, you know, I graduated and played football in a small town and, you know, every Friday night people would be out there, you know, at the football game watching football high school football which other countries don't understand people they in don't. australia and different places like unless that, it's they're soccer like, they're like mm-hmm. why are people going to school on friday night it doesn't make any yeah. sense <laughs> but and of course this movie has the moxon guy want to get away from it all you know yeah. because you got hollywood that yeah. can't understand that people actually like this life and yeah. so you got to have somebody that wants to get away from it all yeah and it's probably not somebody that's smack dab right in the middle of all the football right, stuff. right 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 it's gonna be somebody who uh, else you know maybe or, or a second stringer or something <laughs> yeah. like that but yeah so this movie starts off with uh mox uh played by james vanderbeek he's a second second string quarterback but he doesn't want anything to do with football anymore. Had fun with it when he was younger with all these other guys, but is done with it now. <clears throat> he wants to go to Brown University. He's a thinker. He's a, uh, a bookworm. You know, yeah, one of these people that doesn't belong in Texas. I don't want your life. Basically, he's going off to college not to play football. Right. There goes my hero. Watch him as he 
to get away from the town. I mean, and, that's his dream. And about halfway through the movie, he finds out he he got he has a scholarship that he can go and and do it and all that kind of stuff without football. He can you know he has a scholarship to Brown. To Brown, yeah. So he's good to go. You know, his best friends are um, are Billy Bob, Tweeter, Lance Harbor, and um, the oh, what's this? What's the guy's name? Wendell. Yeah. And uh, the guy who played Wendell, uh, Leo Swinton. He was actually a real football player. Um, he played college ball, and then he, I think it was the Kansas City Chiefs, he got picked up as a free agent and uh, didn't do much there, though, and then went to Hollywood and, you know, then acted in this movie. So all that happened before he started yeah. this movie. So he was the only one there that had, like, real football experience. But um, uh, Mox, you know, go. He, he's having a fine time going to school. He doesn't get along with the coach. He thinks he's you know a prick but you know they keep their distance from each other they don't like each other the coach doesn't like him he doesn't like the coach but they never talk to each other yeah they keep their distance you know he reads his little books his kurt vonnegut just like our mm-hmm. our guy and uh, can't hardly wait um preston uh they, they both read the the same guy so he's reading kurt vonnegut but it's inside his playbook so it looks like he's reading yeah. You know, John Voight kind of looks over at him and and just kind of knows that he's doing whatever and everything. And they they kind of rips him for reading the book after the game and everything. But but besides that, they really don't talk. He's like, look, you're a second-string quarterback. Just stay on the bench. Do your thing. We're going to worry about Lance, played by Paul Walker, of course. Um, And this is a much more likable Paul Walker than we had in She's All That. Yeah. Uh, But it came out. Two weeks before She's All That, Varsity Blues yeah. did, which is weird because he looks a lot different than he did in She's All That, where in She's All That, he was bigger, bulkier, yeah. and he had like kind of more round baby face type, whereas this it looks, this movie looks a bit more slimmer, like, you know. Well, he probably had to just to, you know, they had probably had to be in pretty good shape, you know, I mean, like, especially the guy because Twitter, I mean, yeah. he was literally naked through like half the movies. So. Yeah, and the film, I mean, the filming schedules who knows he could have filmed she's all that well before this one and then he just lost his muscle mass whatever it may be but you know it opens up he has this um you know um billy bob's going picking everybody up and everything um (laughs) and uh he has the i like when i first of all when he picks up mox uh, there's that crazy weird horn that is not a normal horn yeah and mox goes oh that's probably billy bob probably like like anybody else's horn sounds like that and it's like a truck horn it's like wah, wah. yeah and it's like oh yeah that's probably and, billy and, bob and i'm sure he knew he was coming so it was yeah, kind of a yeah. big surprise that's probably him. him but you know he just wanted to get away from his weird brother i think but um i was gonna ask you would you feel like a d-bag is lance with a billboard in your front yard billy bob carrying your bag for you all that kind of stuff would you uh, be would you just feel outrageous i would but it, it explains that at the beginning, you know, when you're seeing them in their football jerseys, you know, as kids, you know what I mean? It's it, you're, you're seeing the backs of them. But, you know, again, that's a small town for you. I mean, again, you know, I, I, mean, I said this billboard before, in your front yard. I know. But with these 90s movies, like it was all about that exaggeration, you know, and, and I think that real how I think that real football teams in Texas have stuff like that, because, you know, we talked to dad who played at Permian yeah. High School, which is what Friday Night Lights is based off of. And he said that's how it is. And he said that the coach, the depiction of John Voight's coach in this, is how the coach is there. He runs everything. He's kind of like the mayor. He can do what he wants, say what he wants. He's he a god in that town. Right. He influences <laughs> players. He influences cops and parties Colleges. and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. 
I had written down that question when I saw that. Like, I was stupid. Like, He's got a billboard, you know. That makes him, like, automatically not really likable, even though Paul Walker is very likable in this movie. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's very humble to a point. Yeah. Um, but then I wrote this other note. It says, now I get it. Um, Lance was seduced by the power of the status. Yeah. Because as the movie goes on, we see Lance gets injured. He gets his knee all messed up because he's been having injections in it for the last year or whatever. Um, so it's finally given out now, and it's finally popped out of place or whatever it is. Well, did you see the coach's face when it happened? I mean, uh, John Voight's uh, character. Yeah, he was like uh, devastated. Yeah, like devastated. he was just like, like my whole world it's, it's is ruined. done. It's this done. is supposed to be his like his twenty third or twenty fourth championship yeah. in a row. But I saw that, and then we and then, so Mox has to take over. And, you know, he, he does some crazy stuff in his first game. He ends up winning and everything, and he gets the status. And, see, you know, he, he we got to see how intoxicating that power is. You know, the most beautiful girl minutes, yeah. you know, yeah. after leaving the hospital. She's uh, addressing you know, An hour after the game, already. she's trying to get with this guy yeah. and everything. He goes to the, the convenience store to buy some beer, even though he's a teenager. One, the and guy lets him know have it. it. Yeah. Two, he doesn't have to pay for it. Well, Not, oh, your money's no good here. And you what know? you're saying, and what you're saying, you know, I mean, he gets to, away with stuff with his family. Yeah. Too. And and to add on to what you were saying about the fa- the the addiction to the status, you know, the 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 drive that it's it's an addiction. It really is. It's kind of one of those things where you know, if you're addicted to it, you're you're gonna want more and more and more and more until you realize that that this is an addiction and that you don't want any part of it. Now. <laughs> The problem for him was it wasn't only the status in high school, but it was the status among the parents and the status among the uh, adults and, and probably everywhere surrounding Texas these teams played. You know, he, he was known. You know, he was a known person. Yeah, because, I mean, like whenever he, it first happened, you know, he wanted nothing to do with football. Yep. He was fine riding the bench. He had his girlfriend who was played, uh, you know, who was Paul Walker's sister, played by Amy Smart. Um, and it was just like he had his own thing. <clears throat> Didn't care for it. It's one of those things where, you know, this blissful uh, ignorance. You know, you don't know what it is, so you can't miss it. You can't pine for it or whatever. Yeah. Now he knows what it is. And having that, and, you know, having that group of friends that that really kind of pushed the addiction too, you know, right. with them. Because, I mean, you know, they, they were all such a good close friends. I mean, they, they were best friends, you know. I mean, because you could tell. Because he went to the hospital with Paul Walker's character after he got injured. Yeah. Everybody else was at a party partying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like they were like – you know they were they were just as guilty with bringing him into it because you know while the the friend is laid up everybody else is partying and everything and then he ends up going did he go to the party I think you know he just dropped off yeah. Allie Larder or whatever yeah. but but yeah yeah the the friends definitely encouraged that too and I just I thought it was pretty good of, of Vanderbeek you know the the <clears throat> exploration of that where he played it in a way that um, he didn't really become a jackass about it. Uh, he did some jackass things like we talked about earlier, but I mean, like he was kind of exploring it and letting it happen. Now he stopped anything before it got too crazy. Um, so he was able to do something that Lance wasn't. Um, yeah. But that's because I think his, he had all his plans to go to Brown. But if he didn't have those, if he didn't receive that scholarship to Brown, do you think that he would have, you know, really fallen into this and let Kilmer do what he wants and all that no, kind of stuff? No, I, I don't think so because <laughs> – you know, I, I think he made the decision a long time ago that, 
you know, football wasn't going to be his life. I mean, he, he pretty much stated that, you know, that that football wasn't going to be his life, which I you begin to question, like, why was he still playing? You know, because that football wasn't going to get him a scholarship. He wasn't even shooting for that. You know, uh, his friends were still his friends, no matter if he was playing on the field or reading a book, you know, behind the, the game plans and stuff like that, you know. And as we found out that, you know, he really never looked at any of the uh, plays, you know, because right. when they were calling plays on the sideline, he's like, I, I don't know. F it, well, his you know? very first play, he was like kind of stumbling through the name of it. He's like, um, I I write 94. You know, he's yeah. trying to like figure it out as he goes. He's like, F it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then and, he's like trying to do the oop de oop and all this kind of and stuff. And my question is, why didn't he just leave football? I mean, if he hated it, I mean, he hated it. I don't want your life. Yeah, like, I think it was, though, because he his, his friends from childhood, it's something he did with them. He well, and he suffered, started playing football when he was younger. Yeah, you and know? he suffered through everything that Kilmer dealt just because his friends were there and he wanted to be part of that. But, you know, he wanted to be part of it with his friends, but he didn't want to be part of football anymore, I don't think, um, until he got a little taste of what being the football star is. Yeah, but I mean, and you say that, but I, I kind of feel like he just, he always was kind of, you know, had the attitude of like, screw it. Yeah, it was kind of nice to have a little bit of the fame, but even then, he it seemed like he was fighting it the entire time. And I'll tell you that Paul Walker's performance in this, um, especially when he's listening on the radio to them interviewing Mox, and he had just gotten injured, and, you know, he'd had his surgeries and everything, they're asking Mox, oh, you know... Uh, how did you think this game went? And, you know, he goes, well, John Mox is only one man, you know, and he's really letting it go to his head yeah. and everything. But it shows Paul Walker listening to – he's like, oh, I'll never be able to fill those shoes. And you could see the brokenheartedness in that character that his dreams – everything that he has that Mox is experiencing is, like, getting seduced by now. Yeah. He's lost all that now, yeah. and he'll never get it back. And the doctors are saying, you know, you got a year and a half, if ever – and yeah. when you're a senior in high school and you got a scholarship to go play football in Florida, stuff like that, yeah. year and a half, that's a career killer. Yeah. That's not, you're not going to be able to recover yeah. from that. And you and, have had some people that have been able to, but not very Well, not just often. if you can't play, you got to coach. You right. know? I mean, that's just the, the bottom line, you know. And, and, and If you can't do, teach. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, I think that – like Paul Walker did play, he played a good role in this. You know what I mean? And like you said, he was just he's kind of seen it from the outside. Finally, you know, he was seeing how how it can get at you. You know what I mean? And then that's why, like you know, he he had the redemption at the end. You know where where it was like, you know, but it, it just he got goes over to show what he lost because yeah. what he lost was yeah, it was a big thing because it's scholarship. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belittle. You know, football scholarships is ah, it's just football or whatever. I understand that's important to people, and I understand that it's not only important to you as far as being who you are, but it's important to your future. It helps you with your college, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that being said, you know, he was acting like his life was over or yeah. whatever, and it wasn't. You know, it's like okay, but you just have to make an. And he made an adjustment. He found he was good at coaching and all that kind of. But when stuff, you when so. you have a dad like that, though, too, you know, both his the dads. dad, both the dads, you know, we only saw two parents. You yeah. know, when Billy Bob was on the the sidelines with an oxygen mask. That BS. I'm like, I wrote down a note. I'm like, where are Billy Bob's parents? The dude's sitting there with an oxygen mask because he's like halfway dying throughout the whole movie. And yet he's fine later on. That's kind of weird. Yeah, and then he went to the doctor. Oh, I got my, got, I got my cat scanned. 
you know, and uh, I'm all good to go. My head's good. I'm like, ah, okay. doubt. How, how many times have you been hit in this movie alone, let alone before hit, that? Yeah, then fall or pass out and hitting your head on the ground. Yeah, and there's, all this there's something stuff. wrong there. Doubtful. Yeah. Pretty where sure was that his you parents? got some long-term yeah. damage there. Where was his parents during this whole thing? And that's you know? what I'm saying. He's yeah. sitting there on the sideline with an oxygen mask. And I'm like, is anybody going to come by and say, hey, my kid's done playing right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm taking him to the hospital. Yeah. I don't know. That that was that was a little bit weird. But like we said, you know, maybe it was one of those things like, well, it's a football town, so they got to put their trust in the Kilmer. Speaking of Kilmer, let's talk about Kilmer, and then let's talk about um, Billy Bob. Okay. Because John Voight, he's absolutely just electrifying in this movie. It's yes. one of these one of these defining roles for him. Yeah. It, it's not an Oscar-worthy movie, yeah. but obviously from John Voight, as usual, it's an Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah. Now, he's been in Transformers, not an Oscar-worthy performance no. or anything like that. He's just you know being who he is also, or whatever. I mean, but, he's been in so many movies, and, and he's such an outstanding actor. Yeah, like um, National Treasure, he didn't do anything outstanding there, but no. you know, he was a good actor. Like, you know... Uh, Mission Impossible, yeah. Um, you know the, he, the the very first villain of the. And Mission doesn't Impossible he seem like he's series. getting younger in a weird way? Like like Mission Impossible, he seems so old in that movie, and then you see him in Varsity Blues, and then even more recently, he just seems like one of those people that age better. I think you know he's just I mean? kind of very light complected, I would uh, say. Yeah. Uh, and and that's you know that's maybe what happens. I mean, obviously you know he had his his performance in uh, Deliverance. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, I've, you know that was a huge movie. When you know uh, Warren Beatty and uh, not Warren Beatty, um, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. Yeah. Um, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, also, and I, I love his character in Anaconda. I don't know yeah. why, but I, it's, it's he's, he's got that accent, you know, and yeah. you know, like I don't know what the accent is. He seems to play a lot of villains too. Have you noticed? that? Yeah, he's a very villain type character. Like I said, you know, National Treasure, um, Transformers, couple things where he's a good guy, but mainly he's the, and maybe it's because of his real life politics or whatever, but he mainly he's like the conservative villain, you know, in yeah. movies and everything well, like that, like the the hardcore overblown cartoonish conservative villain well and he he and and that just goes to show how great of an actor he is and the simple fact that you know there there are actors out there that will not play villains you know there, there are people out there that that say you know i'm not going to play a villain you know but he's kind of one of those actors that he sure i'll play the villain and he does an outstanding job and then he'll play the good guy and does an outstanding job I either mean, way the dude just with the squint of his eyes you know, the way he could be talking about something and just squint his eyes, you feel like, oh, something bad's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> really bad is about to happen. Like, every time he's on screen, he does some menacing so well. And obviously, he's passed on those chops to his daughter, Angelina yeah. Jolie. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I say that she, she's done, she did a lot more of her work back in the day than she yeah. has recently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like The Tourist. Oh, that was an <laughs> awful movie. Some uh, a movie with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. It should be, be a good movie. Yeah, how can that be a bad movie? You it know? was just. It was. Oh man. Anyways, um, but yeah, he did. He did. Uh, I mean, from his his his. I mean, obviously the the meat of his um, sinisterness uh, and his his character portray or his development. Um, comes from his scenes with Billy Bob and yeah. with Mox. You know, obviously Billy Bob is kind of like his son, 
but he he drives him too hard, drives him too far. Um, Mox is the is the other guy who's coming back at him and and and, and messing up his whole world and everything and, and, and the speeches that he yeah. has. And, and, I, and I see where you're saying where he's like kind of like his son. I think more or less like because even t- Billy Bob said he was like a father to me. Yeah, it just I don't know. It was kind of more like a. Did you know why he got so emotional in that scene? Why? The one where at nighttime when he was shooting the trophies. The night that they were shooting that um, was the night that Frank Sinatra died. And oh. Ron Lester, who played Billy Bob, was a huge Frank Sinatra fan. So he was able to take that news. And when he was crying and shooting his trophies with the shotgun and yeah. stuff. Um, that was, was such to, a, an epic scene in this movie, too. Yeah, and it's iconic and everything. But he was able to use his emotions from hearing that, you know, old Blue Eyes had died. Yeah. And uh, and you know use that in the scene to to really show. I mean that's why he was crying, had all that yeah. emotion, all that kind of stuff. Going into Billy Bob, you had mentioned too um, something that we had I think both noticed that that it's it's kind of it's partly Billy Bob's movie. It uh, is too, maybe not as much as Mox's, but pretty close. It is because you know it. it you have all the proper arcs. Uh, for a character in a movie. If we had seen his like family life, home life, yeah. that type of development, yeah. then it would have been a dual lead movie. Also, you know, it would have been Vanderbeek yeah. and, and Lester. You know, it would have been uh, you know these two different people or whatever. But it, but it would have been both of their movies. Who gives a flying fuck about Bud Kilmer's twenty third district championship? I don't. I do. I do. Man, coach loved me like a son. Treat me like one too. He told me to protect Lance and I didn't. I fucked everything up, man. Kilmer fucked up and every single player on that team knows it. That's where you're wrong, Mox. You're wrong. And I beg to say, I mean, he was probably the best actor in the whole entire film. In my in my honest opinion, I I, I believe that. He was the best actor in this film. I mean, John Voight, I mean, is John Voight. You know what I mean? But as far as all the other characters in this movie, I felt like his his arc, he had the arc. You know, he had the, you know, the the fun, lovable big guy that, that uh, you know, everybody made fun of him. I mean, to his face, mind you. You know, but messed with him to his face. And yeah, because the first scene we see him, he's dipping pancakes into peanut butter and, and then drinking, drinking syrup, syrup. Yes, so i mean yeah. he kind of played it off himself yeah 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 and then just you know having that character and then for him to you know have a concussion and being the main he he was the main um what he did caused you know because he passed out basically because he was just you know out of shape and everything else like that you know and, and not taking care of himself so you know and it's that game, never explained it's not. What? Okay, where did those issues come from? Oh, my head's good. I had the CAT scan. I'm yeah. good to go. So why were you passing out and had this blurry yeah. vision and going unconscious? You obviously have a concussion. Yeah. And or probably be, some other stuff going yeah. on. Or or uh, or syrup uh, um, what are they, uh, poisoning. You know, so, yeah, or something like this. <laughs> but, but but what I'm saying is because it, because of him passing out is caused you know the defender to to basically sack Paul Walker's character and basically, you know, mess up his life. He's the reason He's for the, reason. the entire change of the right. movie. Right. Right. So and another so, reason why he Right. And that's that's one of the things like uh Vanderbeek's agents, this is all according to Ron Lester, mind yeah. you. Yeah. 
But he said that Vanderbeek's people, you know, meaning his agents, managers, whatever, were calling up Paramount and saying, you know, uh, you know, Lester stealing the movie from our client and all this kind of stuff because it was like Billy Bob's had such a big part. He was such a good actor in that role. You know, and, and I believe that story. I, I really think that's do. more to the the writer and the director. Oh, you know, absolutely. The director decided to put more time on the Billy Bob character, yeah. and I think it was it was good for the story because I don't think that Vanderbeek was good at at supporting this movie yeah. by himself. Well, and you see, you see his his character change. You know, his lifestyle change in in a sense. You know what I mean? His mentality. You know, he starts again. You know, being this fun loving guy, but you could tell that there's pain behind him. You know, and then he right. then he's the catalyst for for the entire movie in a way. And when he says <laughs> he says, "If you put that needle in him, I'm gonna rip your arms <laughs> off and beat you with him." <laughs> But this is what I'm saying. It's, it's like, you know, he's a catalyst. And then and then it goes into, you know, redemption for him, you know, in, in a way. And, and where really, you know, like Paul Walker's character, he does get the redemption at the end in a sense, you know, with the coaching. And then, you know, t- Tweeter is just such a, uh, a one-minded character. I mean, it's just... He was my favorite when we were younger. He was the guy with the dark cowboy hat sitting by himself on the poster in the front of the truck while yeah. everybody else was in the back. He was sitting by himself. He was kind of a loner. And it was when Scott Camp first came out, so you didn't really know much about him. You thought yeah. he was kind of like this bad boy type of guy yeah. or whatever, but he's really just kind of this it, funny guy or and, and you And you figure, you know, the way you look at it, I mean, because he even talks about it, you know, where he plans really, he has no plans to go anywhere beyond uh, that town. You know, he's no, going to be... He gonna, jumps in the cop car. He's like, I'm going to jail. Yeah. But he goes... I mean, that's the thing. He he goes to that town, and he's going to live there and die there, probably. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's how... But you know that. He it, might even end up becoming a cop there. Yeah, or, yeah, or the mayor, you know, or for all we know. Like that, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's just a single-minded character, and, and you know, he uh, can played it really well. But, you know, with... You're saying can, like the can Film Festival or something? It's kind of like that, but... Is it Scott... Is it Con or is it Can? I think uh, it's Con, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was just saying I was just saying that, you know, they were complaining about, you know, Lester stealing the movie. I think John Voight stole the movie, honestly, because every single scene he's in, he chews up that scenery. You know, yeah. he robs everybody. He robs that scene from everybody. You know, he, he yeah. you, you, you don't look at anybody else. You're looking at John Voight. You're no, waiting no, for him to come back on screen. And I know? guarantee you, no director, actor, or writer or anything else had any complaint about that. You know what I mean? That that that's what you get when you when you when you pull you know Voight to this movie. Well, you know and I mean? Vanderbeek was talking about he couldn't get through a line one time when he was going to talk to him, tell him not to put the injection in and everything. He was having trouble getting his line out, and John Voight just slammed the door in his face. Yeah. And he opened it back up and went through his line and stuff like that, started yelling and everything, and then John Voight was like, you know, when they yell cut, he's like, that's it, do that. Yeah. That needle goes anywhere near Windows leg. I swear to God on my mother's grave, I will rip your arms off and beat you to death with them. You stay the hell out of this, Billy Bob. This has nothing to do with you. This has to do with all of us. We kill ourselves for you. You round. We play hurt, we play sick, and we spend most of that time scared that we're going to screw up and you're going to kick our ass because you don't really give a fuck about us. All you care about is your next district title. Give him the shot. You give him that shot, you find yourself another fucking quarterback. You about ready to lose that scholarship, boy? Keeps that needle out of his leg? Absolutely. Good. Fuck it, I'm out. Oh, that's good. That's good. Finally. Twitter, you take the snaps. No, I won't. 
Oh, I'm out, coach. What did you say? I said I'm out. I'm with them. Only way we're going back out in the fields without you. All right, get your helmets on. And take the field. Let's go, let's go. Let's go now. Let's go, goddammit. I'm, I'm walking out that door. Want y'all to trust me? Follow me out there. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go after that time now. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So like he was willing to give that scene to somebody else yeah. to help the scene pop, right. to, to help the movie and everything. So, uh, you know, him and Amy Smart and uh, some of these other actors were talking about how he was such a, a good inspiration for everybody oh, yeah. that everybody would learn from. He would, yeah. you know, teach how to be, you know, how to get these moments yeah. and everything. And and, and, and and I don't think anybody would actually consider him stealing the movie or, or being, you know in that sense no not stealing the movie but chewing his scenery right right which is which is again you know that's why i go back to the fact that you can't have john voight in the movie and not expect that that caliber you know what i mean that right. that would be like you know trying to tell rob williams to calm down you know what i mean that that would have never happened you know and 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 you know that's why i think you know uh with billy bob's character it was just he was such a phenomenal actor the character was just spot on and and everything about him i mean just cuz you wanted more of it you like know you wanted more of that so, character he's so dumb and everything but like such such hilarious a like like <laughs> one thing that i wrote down is like how for some reason, Vanderbeek knows better than the medical trainer because he's like, yeah. "How many fingers am I holding up?" And she's like, three And he's like, "No, no, it's got to be true false." He's like, "Billy Bob, dude's holding up fingers, true false." Yeah, true. <laughs> he's like, "See, he's good to go." And the medical trainer's like, "Oh, okay." Like, really? <laughs> yeah. There's no other. Who is watching out for Billy Bob here? Can somebody please get this guy a proper yeah. CAT scan, a proper MRI? Well, and, and and you know, one thing that I get brought back with this movie is that. You know, they're they're showing the scenes before the football game, right? Uh-huh. And you are literally seeing, yeah, yeah. I mean, the song is just you know, "Hero" is phenomenal, but you know, the fact that that you slowly see all these businesses closing down doors. The sun's not completely down. It's not they dark the out. Board up. It says last one out of yeah. town. Turn uh-huh. off all the lights. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the the whole t- town shuts down, and that's how football is yeah when you have an away game everybody leaves it's like yep. a ghost town yeah. it's it's like a caravan just going out of that town you know right. i mean and, and, and it, especially west texas exactly and the people that that know football and know f- texas football and know you know just high school football in general know that that is how it is yeah. you know and, and it leave the can't hardly wait yeah and she's all that to their soccer and yes all that kind of stuff yes but yes in texas we got football. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's just it, it's a it's the scenery of it all. You know, it's a character in the movie. Football is a character in this movie. You know, and and how everything. You know, literally, I don't think anything was talked about in this movie that didn't have to do with football. Like their conversations, um, 
you know, like, yeah, okay, Vanderbeek's talking about college, Brown, and talking to Amy about, you know, going to college. But, you know, in the same sentence, he's also referring to, I want to get away from this town and, and, and football and, and, you know, football is not my life and, and all this other I stuff. I don't want your life. Yeah. And his dad. Let's see how many times I can do oh, that throughout man. this episode. His dad was just, you know on him you know and, and the whole family you know i mean then, then the brother you know i mean i think the dad was kind of like okay this is really my only chance to have my son play football because his other son was definitely probably not playing football at any point did you see paul walker's dad did you know you know who where he's from oh he plays one something of recently the, the swat cop guys in speed Oh, He's wow. the one that tells them that there's that's a, a right. Gap you had told the, me that a gap in the bridge that the bus has to jump. That's I can't right. Wait to do speed, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, in these episodes, I've been trying to bring up instances where it throws you where you really know you're in the '90s, right? Yeah. And can't hardly wait. We were talking about how much the fact that we didn't have cell phones back then, how how many, or the fact that we do have cell phones now, how that's ruined so many potential. Hollywood stories, yeah. right? Because it used to be, oh, I, you know, I can't find a payphone. Uh, you know, somebody kicked me off a payphone or whatever. And, uh, you know, so the, all these movies have a different one. This one, you know, they were, uh, it was when Tweeter and Billy Bob were filming and he hit the old guy that was coming, like, that had graduated like 15 years before that. Oh, that was and awesome. Hit him, hit him in the junk with the base, baseball bat. <laughs> and But they were filming it and they were talking about America's Funniest Videos. And it was funny to me because, you know, nowadays that would be instantaneous. Like yeah. kids don't know that back in the day we used to film these videos and we'd have to mail them in on a VHS in hopes that the TV would share them with the rest of the world. Yeah. Now yeah. all you have to do is upload it yourself within yeah. a few seconds and you yeah. can share it with the whole world. But I just thought that was funny how <clears throat> they had this big, huge camcorder. They were filming it and everything. And then they were going to like send it in America's Funniest Home Videos and all this, you know, Bob Saget. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And that was, it just made me laugh because I was like, you know, nowadays that would be, you know, that scene would be, you know, somebody on TikTok or, or, yeah. or YouTube or Instagram or something like that. Well, my, that. mine was just having Vanderbeek in it alone, which just reminded me of the 90s, you know, and, 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 you know, he, he, the, the clothing that they wore, you know, and it's just the style of clothing of that time period, you know, and, and with the, with the, 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 you know, the necklaces and the, everything was made out of hemp necklaces. Well, and and all the like characters that. had cowboy hats too. Which yeah. That's foreign to anybody outside of Texas, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're yeah. not, you know, a place like Texas or Tennessee or. Yeah, because we, we dressed up in cowboy like boots and cowboy hats here in Texas. We I don't, mean, we, we don't. Not the suit and tie situation. Yeah. yeah. We, oh, you're talking it, about when you dress up. Yes. You dress up like yeah. a cowboy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, And not, you know, and that's the majority. I, I don't think you and I have ever done that, but I mean, that's. Oh, I have. That's, I'll that's, put on some cowboy boots and uh, cowboy hat every once Yeah, I, you know, and then I've tried. I, I just can't get into that. I, I, I think I, I, I'll never look as cool as Raylan does doing it. So what's the point? <laughs> He's not even like from the south. I don't think. Hey, yeah. did uh, Mox miss that can on purpose? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred. One hundred percent. I wrote down that question, dad. but then later on, you see he hits that mascot right in the face, and then his dad goes, "Wait a minute!" It feels his own nose, like, "Oh, that's what he was doing to me." I don't want your life. And if you've seen this movie yet, or if you're about to see it, you're going to realize something that. The character of Mox is actually probably a better football player than Paul Walker's character. Yeah, he just doesn't want anything to do with no. it. I mean, he's got that arm like sitting down. He threw it like yeah. 
like 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 sixty you know how yards or something that is? like that. You know how and difficult that is? Yeah, like how do you how do you throw a fifty or sixty yard pass sitting down? And and did you see the look on that ease. coach on John Voigt's yeah, face he like, when he did that? He he was but he that's was probably what pissed, pissed off. Yeah, it was probably what pissed him off is because he's like he's got so much potential. And he's wasting it on the stupid college crap, this yeah. reading books crap, instead yeah. of being out on the field like a real man or yeah. whatever his thinking may be. You know, it's like he was so angry, and and that was another good acting from John Voy. I don't know if that was a direction from the director, but seeing the look on his face, the utter contempt and irritation that he has when he sees that amazing pass, this guy that just doesn't care, and like. Because this is John Voigt's or that character, Coach Kilmer's whole world. How can he just be a nothing? The, the guy's got a statue yeah. of himself. You and know. they left that up because it was too hard to take down. Hicks in Texas, sorry, they're going to wrap their chains around that attached to their trucks, and they're going to pull that down like it was a Saddam Hussein a, a, in ease, uh, in statue yeah. or an Emperor Palpatine statue, whichever I, way you want to <laughs> talk about. I, I mean, you know, just – the talent of him. I mean, it, it, I think it made it worse that he was more talented. That you could tell that he was more talented at football than Paul Walker's character. I think it kind of made it bad. They should have made it where he wasn't as good as Paul Walker. You know what I mean? That the the fact that because then I then like you're looking the way at they it. did it because I mean it was like he who else. They had, I think they had to do it that way because if he was less than Paul Walker, then he wouldn't have done – he only had four games to perform in. So he wouldn't have done as well in those games. But for someone who was better than the star quarterback, that's someone who could jump in in the last four games and make some success with it. And it also adds to the irritation of the conflict between Kilmer and, and Moxon because Kilmer's like – why aren't you out here doing something but, with but, your talent? Your right. dad sucked so much. Yeah. At least he listened to me. But why aren't you out here doing something? And the fact that he gets so irritated and, by and, Mox. But and the thing is, is you know, I, I guarantee you, Mox wasn't always like this. You know what I mean? He was just the only one that that really opened opened his own eyes to and and became woke. You know, as the kids say, maybe, maybe uh, at, at a young age. It, yeah, it seemed like they were all together, the four of them, and then. Uh, the rest of them were just kind of having fun, whereas he was like, eh, I'm going to go this way. You know, I, yeah. I want to do some other things. You know, football is not my – and maybe there's animosity towards his dad that growing up oh, that I'm helped sure with it. that, and it just made it to where he's like, I don't want to do anything in football because yeah. of my dad. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you think – you know, even at a young age, you know, you, you know that, that John Voigt's character has been watching this group of people, you know, because – who knows there might have been like sets of of people that came through of kids that came through that that were just outstanding like these these group of kids today you know and it's almost like he would have seen mox been you know that was a, a good player you yeah. know but all of a sudden you know now he's surprised in a way you know but i feel like like why would you if you knew that mox was that much better of a, a player you'd be pushing him probably three times but as he hard. had that attitude Whereas yeah, yeah, I think true. I think Paul Walker's character as Lance, um, because of his dad and because Lance is kind of and he got better throughout the movie, but I mean he was kind of a pushover. Yeah, when wasn't a real leader. Like, really, dad was like, "Get up, my monkey son, and uh, perform tricks for everybody." He yeah. would get up and do it. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and James Vanderbeek had a, or Mox had a, a harder time doing that and would hit his dad in the face because he didn't like yeah. performing for everybody or whatever. But he was willing to do that. So he was a lot more pliable. Um, he's a yes man. Yeah. And John Voigt's character could mold him into what he wanted Manipulate to be. Him. Um, so the, 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 obviously there's a lot of grown up. Uh, adult things in this movie like when they go to the strip club they find out their teacher is a stripper which is way out of left field it's random it's extremely random I don't know what the point of it is It's or if it's just some TNA to get the kids to, or the older kids to come to a movie or whatever because it's edgy it's American Pie-ish it's you know these things where we got to make it edgy. It doesn't make any sense, but we're gonna make it edgy. You know, yeah. oh, hot for teacher and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So, and by the way, you know, if anybody wants to ask why we didn't do you know like American Pie and stuff, what year did that come out? Uh, it's late nineties, but you know, I don't have a problem with doing it. I just figured that it didn't really fit with the type of late nineties teen movies we're talking about because yeah, American Pie is what took it to the next level, it and did. it stopped being. You know, we talked about these were more movies of um, younger people watching it that want to get to that stage uh, that yeah. people are in. Whereas American Pie, not another teen movie, or these more vulgar, grown-up ones, yeah. are kind of looking back at high school yeah. or whatever. But well, I, it's, I think I think the only problem with American Pie is it's just it seems to be a lot of jumbled up mess. For, for the most part. You it's know? meant to shock and all this. It did come out after. It apparently came out the in uh, uh, the summer after uh, this one, uh, okay. like six months after this one, because this but, one came out in January. But having that teacher in there, like you said, it's, it came out of left field where it was like probably, I mean, I understand the whole you know getting getting hammered and then showing yeah, I mean, up we're the not prudes. If, if it's there, it's there or yeah. whatever. But, you know. but, but at the same time, it's like couldn't they have done that with like just one of their parties that they seem to have like yeah. every night, you know, where they got really hammered drunk and then show up the next day, you know, but then the, they had to throw the aspect of the teacher because, you know, uh, Billy Bob was drooling over, you know, during sex right. ed class and she's teaching sex ed and yet she's a stripper as well. And, and you it's find that out whole thing. And then he gives all the, the, you know, the pseudonyms or, or, uh, or synonyms for, uh, a male erection yeah and all this kind of stuff and but, it, and it's kind of like you know do you, i don't know do you remember the kid at the front of the class when the very first one she's like does anybody know of a name for a male erection and he he raises his hand kind of timidly and he's like boner <laughs> you know and uh and and everybody laughs and everything do you know who that kid is because uh-uh. i was like where have i seen that guy before i know him and i had to look it up do you remember in Not Another Team movie, he played Ricky Lippman. He played the guy that's in love with the girl. You know, of course, this is whole Not Another Team yeah. movie is a whole spoof of all these movies, right? I can't stand those movies. I can't, like, but Not Another Team movie was garbage. good. Oh, okay. The first scary movie was good. <laughs> yeah. Everything that came after that was garbage. You know, all the, um, what is it? The uh, the Wayne's Brothers. Hero movie with <laughs> yeah. the, or, or disaster movie with or Kim whatever. Kim Kardashian. All this kind of stuff. But know. Not Another Team movie was good. Um, so it mainly spoofs She's All That, but yeah. <clears throat> but it did have some Varsity Blues uh, stuff in it, too. It also had some 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. So this kid, he played the the you know the ducky-type character yeah. that's in love with the Molly Ringwald, the, yeah. the main character or whatever. And in this movie, her name was Janie, as in She's All That, she yeah. was Lainey. Uh, but he reads that, remember, um, the 10 Things I Love About Janie? <laughs> You're right, because because yeah. she goes, who do you want to read the poem? And he's like raising his hand. He's like anybody, anybody. He's like, oh please, please. He goes, pick me. I'm the one. <laughs> please pick me. I'm the one. The way he said it, it was so funny. Um, 
Mr. Keller, hmm? over here, right here. Oh, over here, right here, please. Anyone? Mr. Keller. Please pick me, I'm the one. Yes. Ricky. Ooh. Ten Things I Love About Janie. Oh, not again. By Ricky Lippman. I love it when Janie talks. I love it when Janie walks. I love it when Janie drinks. I love it when Janie blinks. I love it when Janie says hi. I love it when Janie says, see in English. I love following Janie to the mall. I love collecting strands of Janie's hair and throwing them up into little Janie hairballs. Thank you, Ricky. And uh, and he starts crying at the end. They're like, "Good job, go back to your seat." And he's like, Bleh. he's like throwing up because he's crying so much and stuff. He he that was the funniest part of that entire movie to me. And the fact that he played such a little bit quick part in this movie, yeah. Because I was like, I know this guy. Where do I know him from? And you know, not too long later, he was playing that character in not another team movie. That yeah. that. I, just, I that 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 part made me fun, made me laugh, and I don't think we could ever review not another T movie because there's nothing to review. It's yeah. just a bunch of jokes and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, you know, having having the the, the whole like you, you're thinking John Voight literally okay after you know after they basically kicked him off the field, uh-huh. you know. Really, I don't think any adults run this town. Well, there were still co uh, co coaches, you know, like uh, yeah. Uh, there, there was assistant coaches and trainers still on the field. I mean, they said they were, but they were there. They were right there on the sideline. But, but that just kind of sh- one of those took over. I know, and and, and <laughs> it kind of shows you that that really no adults run this town. Have you noticed that? Like, well, John Boyd run. Or well, Kilmer he, ran the town. Basically. He did. He did, but. These kids were getting away with things left and right like it was nothing. And when we were understanding, you know, the whole thing, they're trying to say, okay, if you play football, you get away with murder yeah. pretty much. There should have been like an athletics uh, supervisor of the district that was like, okay, we've had this coach walk out. This assistant coach is going to be taken because there's got to yeah. be some kind of official representation. Not the, not the official saying, game. okay, let's just let the players run the team. Yeah, Paul know. Walker, he's a good-looking guy. Let yeah. him run the team. Which they, they, you know, the officials probably know nothing. You know, they they, they still think Bud Kilmer's a Right, know, a nobody God. knows that he's just been exposed just as this horrible it. person. Everybody's like, where's Bud? Oh, well. And you say that he's exposed, but I think everybody knew he, who he was. Well, like a lot of people were afraid of him to stand up yeah. to him and stuff. and. For I some mean, even reason, the, James Vanderbeek was the one that yeah, stood up to him. Even even the fathers like would not stand up to him. Even as the as being adults with children of their own that are playing football for him, they still didn't stand up for you know their kids. You know, they, uh, up against uh, John Voight and Kilmer. You know, it, it just it it's weird be how that like no adults were running that town. You know, like it'd be it would be surprise me if like Paul Walker's character was the mayor of that town. Yeah. You know, or, or something along those lines. It's just, and and when he's walking back, you know, 
to after he gets kicked off the field, he's walking back to his office and he's like starting to throw stuff, you know, and kind of, you know, talking to himself. I mean, he's literally having a mental breakdown at that point. And the fact that he just kind of like accepted it and everything, knowing how that guy's been this whole movie, he has a legacy there for decades. Yeah. Tell me that guy's not in his office thinking of some way to make all those guys look bad, turn it around on them, find some way to get out of the stuff that he's in, you know, the big trouble that he's in. Um, And he, but he just went and resigned, you know, and was packing up his boxes and just looks real remote, you know, morose in his, his office. And is like, "Uh uh-uh, tell me this guy's not covering up evidence right now and trying to do anything he can. Or making email, sending off emails to Brown University because that's what he threatened for the first moment. Yeah. The anger that he was feeling at that moment would not have surprised me if he would have said, you know what, I'm sending off a letter to Brown anyways. That if if something happens, find, something happens. Trying you know? to find some way to cover it all up because he, it's been like, what, three decades that he's been yeah. coaching there or something like that? Anyways. Do you think they'll ever make a part two to this, uh, you know, with different actors I thought and stuff? That they had talked about doing some kind of a reunion remake, but, I mean, they're doing that with He's All That for oh, She's All That. I don't know if they're going to try to start, you know, because Hollywood is, is very hard up on finding any kind of yeah. original ideas. When, when you see them taking movies and turning them into TV shows, it, it can't be a good thing, I think. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what was your favorite part of this movie? Uh, <clears throat> Billy Bob scene where he's shooting the... the it's, either, it's either that scene... We're shooting the trophies, you know, and basically, you know, Vanderbeek's trying to, trying to, uh, Mox is trying to calm him down and trying to basically get the shotgun from him. But, you know, you kind of realize at the end, he's not really trying to kill himself. He's just trying to kill everything that made him who he is at that moment. I think his plan was to, because he dropped off Bacon or whatever the pig's name was uh, to him, said he'd know how to take care of him. But I think by the time he got out there, he decided to just shoot all his trophies because he didn't want to be with football anymore. Yeah. But I mean, the motion in that scene and the way you know the scene was laid out, and he was just basically he was he was taking off that that facade that he had on him. You know that that basically football was the only thing that that was good to him, and it was the only thing that made him who he was, and it's the only thing that would ever make him who he yeah. was. He wouldn't be anything beyond that. And I felt like him shooting those trophies was was shooting off that armor, that facade uh, that he was wearing to peel him back to realize that he's more than just football. Yeah, the good part about that scene is that it doesn't show the normal um, – the normal – scene in movies like that where it's real melodramatic you make them see a point and they get it and all that kind of stuff it's you know james vander we're with james vanderbeek like it's just high school football move on yeah you know it's not your whole life and everything but he makes a good you know he he has a good performance there a guy who plays uh billy bob by just saying you know i care he's like i don't care about what this guy yeah. thinks. I don't care about what Kilmer thinks. I don't care about foot. And he goes, I do. This has been my life. This is important to me. Yeah. yeah. And whether that guy is a, a douchebag or not, you know, he's important to me because, you know, whether it was for his own motivations or not, he motivated me. He brought me to a level where I could be a fat guy yeah. or I could be a guy that's good at a sport, 
that that contributes to a team and everything. And well, that's he had what that same addiction. Feel. Yeah, he had that same addiction right. that, that that Paul Walker did. It you was know, more where, the addiction of getting the praise from Kilmer. Yeah, because you know him normally, people of his stature, size, whatever, you know, would get made fun of or whatever. But he's on a football team. He's part of something prestigious, and yeah. Kilmer helped him to get that way. Whether it was for his own motivations or not, yeah. he still helped develop him and become this person. And where we're tweeter care. Yeah, we're where tweeter you know he just he, he just was having fun it. yeah he yeah. was having fun you know that's all he was about you know just having He'll fun probably graduate high school get a motorcycle and you know go join you know traveling circus or something or, like or just stay at home and you know farm or something you know but but you know him and then even paul walker i think um you know paul walker assumed you know he was going to get a scholarship go to big college you know and you know he was all about football but his personality, his type of drive was was more so that, you know, he could probably go on and do coaching. It wasn't a big deal that he, you know, yeah, it was a big deal to everybody at the moment that he got injured and he couldn't play football anymore. But in the long run, he, he learned, in the, in the long run, he, he learned that, you know, football doesn't have to be what makes him who he is, right. you know, and then the same thing, you know, where, where, you know, Mox it was his early moment on. of the movie. Yeah. Like where if, if this did have two leads, Vanderbeek and, and, and Billy Bob or whatever, that was his moment. Yeah. Yeah. To shine. Whereas the locker room scene where they're yelling at John Voigt for injecting Wendell. Yeah. That was Vanderbeek. And th- this entire moment. movie, that's what it was. It was just these kids realizing that, Football is not life. Right. Football is not what makes them who they are, and and I think Billy very B- anti message to the actual towns and football teams. Yeah. And how they feel that are in these right. situations. And and why I love that Billy Bob scene at near the end was because he was the last person to really kind of realize that you know he doesn't have to be anybody. Um, anybody else unless he wants to be like he, they needed Billy Bob on their side yeah to be able to overthrow Kilmer basically. right 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 he was he was the last little linchpin there right. you know like, I mean I think Paul Walker was pretty much already there he would have just kind of followed Mox well and th- that's the thing is that Paul Walker was treated as you know as a god by Kilmer you know, but Kilmer did not want to lose Paul Walker, did not want to piss off Paul Walker. Didn't, you know, he treated Paul Walker better than anybody on the team. Of course. You know, and, and so. And that change. Yeah, it, that, it really that, did. That that change with um, how he treated Vanderbeek's character. Yes. Because, uh, you know, he was, he was kind of like, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm believing you and I'm with you. You know, as soon as he had to go out there, yeah. suddenly he wasn't a prick to Vanderbeek anymore. Yep. So, yeah. And Paul Walker's character probably got put a little to the wayside and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, his the, the last real connection, because if you had Billy Bob still on Kilmer's side, yeah. it would be it hard for them to make that yeah. point or whatever. Well, plus, you know, the position he played. I mean, he, he was the guy that protected, you know, he, you know, Mox is like, watch my butt. Yeah, you know he what was I mean? there to he, protect the quarterback. Yeah. And and so he was he was the linchpin. He really was, and and that and it showed by him destroying his 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 trophies, which which probably meant more to him than anything else right. on the planet. Besides because, bacon, besides and bacon, his truck, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's what defined him, you know. And 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 football is what is supposed to define these people. But they are going to be like their fathers and their fathers before them if they allow that to take over their life and and basically define them, you know. And that this movie was all about defining oneself by football, but the ending was more about how 
you know, foot, something like football shouldn't define who you are and and who who you become. Yep. Well, let me let me ask you that. What was your favorite scene on this movie? Uh, my, I, I don't know if I had a favorite scene. Um, let me think. Uh, like anything with Tweeter was awesome. <laughs> out the, they stopped at the with the cop car, and he's got like two girls in the back. And yeah, he all, just like, walks up casually with his cowboy hat over his junk and everything. <laughs> but if you notice, when they first pulled up, they the girls were in the car when yeah. the, when the car yeah. screeches around yeah. and everything, and then suddenly they're there. But yeah, anything with Tweeter, um, I liked when he hit his his dad in the face with the the football yeah. to make a point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it was the first sign that he really had something there. Yeah, because like he threw a football, and you could say, well, it was a bad pass. It was actually a bad catch because his dad wasn't doing too good or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but the fact that he was able to nail him Plus square, all kind of drunk, right and, in the nose, yeah. and everything. But I like that. Um, but uh, honestly, anything with John Voight, he's really the reason I watch this movie. You know, it's they have it on the office. You know, they 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 watch the Varsity Blue over uh, uh, Blues over a matter of weeks. You know, remember when uh, Kevin did the recap? Previously on Varsity Blues. Okay, Billy Bob got a head injury, but Coach made him play. So then Lance, he gets sacked, and he's out for the year. <laughs> and. You know, those were all good. Like, for me, my secondary scene was definitely, and I've already mentioned it, but, you know, when they're shutting down the town, you know, and then uh, Hero starts playing by the Foo Fighters, and, and, you know, that it just starts getting you pumped. Yeah, I mean, I love that, but, I mean, I guess as far as acting and everything else, it was definitely the last scene for me. It's it's definitely one of the best... um, pump you up type of anthems that goes along with the sports movie is my hero and everything yeah. and it just became so popular by the Foo Fighters uh, just for that movie yeah and yeah. and so much so that it was spoofed in other movies yeah um, but yeah give this movie a watch uh, we enjoy it um, it's got a lot of good performances in it um, from all the players um, I'm not a huge fan of Vanderbeek, but there's enough talent in this movie that you can overlook Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, I think, and not not to knock Vanderbeek, he did a lot better. I think later on with some of his more gritty stuff. Um, I did see a little bit of that. Uh, Don't trust to be in Apartment 23, and he was pretty funny in that show and everything. So, uh, in this one, not so much. But I mean, it's one of these staple movies. One of these movies that if you've seen not another teen movie. Go watch Varsity Blues because you're going to go, oh, Chris Evans wearing the whipped cream bikini came from this movie, you know, different things like that. So um, give this movie a watch. We really enjoy it. If you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, uh, we're at the Post Credit Podcast on all our social media except for Twitter. We're at the Post Credit. Um, our website is www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. Our email is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a bone.